How much longer, Daddy? Grant Morton asks from the back seat of the 74 Impala. The boy catches a glimpse of his father's eyes in the rearview mirror. They aren't angry or even stern, just tired and sad, the way they've looked for the past year. We're five minutes closer than the last time you asked. Do you remember how long I said it would be then? Twenty minutes? That's right. So what's twenty minus five? Grant glances over at the girl with braided pigtails sitting beside him. He is two years older than Paige, but his five, almost six-year-old sister already understands math in a way he never will. What is it? He whispers. What's the answer? No cheating, their father says. Your sister helps out too much with your homework as it is. Grant stares through the window as he tries to calculate the answer. There are mountains out there, but nothing to see at this time of night beyond the occasional glint of light from a distant house or a passing car. On the radio, Game 6 of the World Series. The Phillies are on the brink of beating the Kansas City Royals, and the roar of the crowd comes like white noise through the speakers. Grant feels a thump on the side of his leg. He looks over. Paige leans in, whispers, It's fifteen. He glances at the rear view to make sure their father hasn't noticed this treason. Fifteen, he says. You sure about that? Grant shoots her a sidelong look. She responds with an almost imperceptible nod. I'm sure. That's right. Nice job, Paige. Grant flushes with embarrassment, but in the mirror, his father's eyes are gentle. No worries, kiddo. That's what sisters are for. Jim Morton rolls down his window and flicks his cigarette outside. Grant glances back, watches it hit the pavement in a spray of sparks. A sharp, chilled blast of Douglas fir fills the car. They ride on in silence, listening to the game. Through the windshield, the road ahead of them winds, steadily climbing, the double yellow emerging out of nothing into the burn of the headlights. The boy rests his head against the window. He shuts his eyes and retrieves the square of fabric from his pocket, brings it to his nose, breathes in the smell of his mother's nightgown. If he closes his eyes, he can almost pull the scene together, the way it should be. Her in the passenger seat, his father's arm stretched across the back of her headrest. Grant is having a harder time picturing her face lately, without the help from a photograph, but the timbre of her voice retains sharper and truer than ever. If she were in the car right now, she'd be talking over the game, playfully arguing with Jim about the volume of the radio, how fast he was driving, the graceless way he slingshots the car through each hairpin turn, Grant opens his eyes, and even though he knows she won't be there, the shock of the empty seat still registers. Just fifteen minutes until we're there. More than a year has passed since their last visit to the cabin, and so much has changed it's like the memory belongs to someone else. They had driven up into the Cascades in the middle of summer, their family place backed up to a small pond that stayed cold even through July. They'd stayed a month there, days fishing and swimming, 
hide-and-seek in the groves of hemlock that surrounded the property, the cold night spent reading and playing games by the fireplace. It had been his and Paige's job every afternoon to gather sticks and fir cones to use as kindling. Everything about that summer is so clear in his mind. Everything except for the little boy, because he had a mother, and Grant doesn't, and it hurts to remember. All right, here we go, Jim Morton says, turning up the volume on the radio, the crowd roar swelling. Bases loaded, come on, Phillies, Willie's got nothing. Grant has no idea who his father is talking about, just knows that he's done little else but watch baseball this last awful year.